Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We have another one of our specials to bring you tonight. We're all in lockdown, so we thought we might as well keep ourselves busy and keep you busy. And if you're bored doing whatever you're doing, working from home, homeschooling the kids, or just generally avoiding infection, then we have another podcast for you. We thought it would be, it would be quite popular if we were to do a Derby one. A range of ages as well amongst the people involved tonight, so it'll be interesting to see uh, who can remember what. But we are going to focus on that, uh, on those six Derby wins in a row in particular, but we will start uh, with some other Derby memories before that. So, joining myself, Stephen Goldsworth, who have I got? I'll have a look at the screen here to uh, to see who I've got with us tonight. We've got Tom Welsh. Uh, hello, Stephen. Happy Pandemic. Happy pandemic to you! Right back at you. Uh, I could, I could sense the concern in your, in your, yeah. in your greeting yeah. there, Tom. Uh, Rory Fallow is here. Hi everyone. Nice, nice to be having a virtual pub session with everyone this evening. I think this is what it's going to be like for the next what three, yeah. four yeah. months or so. Yeah, yeah. Nice and optimistic from <laughs> everyone there. Uh, who else have I got? I've got Michael Luff. All right. Hello. <laughs> the the Isolation Diaries by Michael Loff. <laughs> and that was the voice of Craig Clark, who was here as well. Hi, yeah. Hello. Right. Tell you what, then. Who wants to start by... Uh, by throw- oh, somebody's phone's gone off in the background there. That's a really good start. That's just what you need in this moment. Professional. Is anybody admitting to who the, who the, phone, who the phone is? No? It's, somebody's I, Mars it's, answered it's it. Off. Somebody's Mars answered Any, it. Right. This is the chaos of... <laughs> The pandemic <laughs> podcasts. Anything indeed. can happen. <laughs> yeah, that is what the series should be called. We'll call it that. Definitely. The pandemic pods. Yeah. Yes. Good. Who, who wants to start with? Uh, well, should I go? Stephen, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest, aren't you? So yeah. yeah. I mean, when I started going to the games, I, I missed the the famous playoff win, really by one year. I'd kind of been to a few games before that. But the season when we, were the, when we got promoted, when we beat Newcastle in the, in the playoffs and got promoted, that was my first full season where I had a season ticket and I went every game. So my first derby was the season after that when we were being relegated. Newcastle were already in Division 2. and it was, uh, To be honest, I can't remember who scored the goal. It was 1-1. Um, I remember realising how big the game was because Newcastle brought a ridiculous amount of fans to that game. But I would say that you know, we, we, well, we didn't really beat Newcastle in my lifetime up until Peter Reid came before. And I would say that the one, the 2 1 win when it was raining and Kevin Phillips scored that, that worldie, that means a lot to me because we'd, we'd been, you know, in their shadow for years because Keegan went there, they nearly won the league. And we were stuck with managers like Nick Buxton in the the division below. We were crap. We were really, really shit. (laughs) And um, they just seemed like they were light years away from us. Not not even like it is now, because I don't feel like we're as far away from them now as we were then, even though we were only one division away then. Uh, Oh, sorry, even though we we were only one division away then because of the size of the budgets the teams had, the kind of players they were attracting. So when Peter Reid came, put things right for us, and then we got there and it felt like we eclipsed them that day. And um, we, we had a better team than them at that point. And that was really, really satisfying. I was 18-year-old as well. Good age, that, yeah. to, to go to an away oh, game. Yeah. Midweek as well, I, man. Imagine that. I have quite That's... a similar sort of experience to you, Stephen, just a few years on. My first derby's. you remember the 1-0 defeat when Nicholas Dabizas scored? Which is actually no. quite a forgettable <laughs> game. I've totally yeah, forgotten ex- it. Exactly, like, 
No, you can't really remember it. I just had to go back and watch the goal again because I couldn't remember that at all. It was a you didn't have header. Well, I know. <laughs> like, I, wanted to to try and, I wanted to try and remember because I was like, oh, that was my first one. Like, and just because I had totally forgotten it, maybe blocked it out. But I can't remember. Like, you'd missed the playoff game, Stephen. I'd missed the, those like wins under Peter Reid and even like mm. drawn two two at home. And you were mentioning when we. One two one in the rain. How that was like a big moment for you because we finally beat them. I had that when we beat them two one when Kieran Richardson scored, yeah. which because yeah. we'd been it's a similar thing. We'd been in the championship for for a while. You know the like absolutely destroyed us in that four one defeat on Easter Monday when we got relegated with fifteen points. So this was a time when we finally had good players again. Players like Jibril Cisse, Steve Malbrank, and Richardson as well, of course, and. That day we could have beat them about four one. What I would that say, was Rory, is that so big. That was a similar experience for most Sunderland fans that day because we actually hadn't beat them at home in yeah, about thirty yeah. years. So a lot of fans won't have been lucky enough to. I mean, the, the game when it was raining, we they give us like six hundred tickets. So it was just. Lucky. Oh, they were redeveloping the ground, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, I was yeah. lucky at the time that I did go on every single game home, home and away. Um, but loads of people won't have had the chance I mean the following year after that when we beat them 2-1 there were, there were more Sunderland fans there but it was still yeah. you know you know what it's like you know in, in comparison to how many Sunderland fans there actually are there would have been thousands of people who didn't didn't see us beat Newcastle mm. at all until that Kieran Richardson free kick so I'm sure everybody can remember that to close their eyes that Richardson free kick anyway oh god as if it's right in front <laughs> of them absolutely fantastic well the, the funny thing is that 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 season in the rain, that two-two draw at home, that was the first one I went to physically because I watched the the two-one in the it, it, on the beanbag. And when you look at that two-two game again, I mean, like we were absolutely shocking in the first half. Like they could have been about eight nil up, and then Phillips pulls one back before half time, mm. gets the equaliser, and I'm sure we scored again, and it was disallowed. But it's not on the highlight reel. The sure chance that Quinn missed and was flagged offside. I used to sit in the east stand just round from the northeast corner and I was like in line with it I, I put, and I've just got this distinct memory of this this shot being lashed in by Phillips and maybe I've made it up or something I don't know I can't remember but, that I'll be honest but the, the best thing about that I think was Kieran <clears throat> Dyer saying the, the noise was he'd never heard anything like it it was the loudest he'd ever heard like any <coughs> set of fans commentator on the game references the noise like the place is shaking doesn't Steve Harper say like shit himself because he yeah. was in goal and obviously he was like a local lad and he was quite young at the time. And, like, the noise, the... He's like made him shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was also it's wasn't brilliant, it? isn't it? That wasn't it, Barry Davis? I, I, I could remember the, um, um, match of the day actually, or maybe it was the ITV version at the time. The match, I think, possibly. Um, the opening credits were you two beautiful day. Can everyone remember that? The oh, couple of the BBC bar, didn't yeah. have match of the day. I remember that they said one of their microphones broke. Um, yes, that's with, right. With, with the raw when Phillips equalised and that two-two. So and it's funny watching the highlights because we had the beam back at the stadium for the the, the other game. <clears throat> they brought two and a half thousand fans, it said on the commentary, and the rest were watching it in the Newcastle Arena. Apparently, oh wow! wow. I hadn't even crossed my mind that like it was really bizarre. Uh, for me, it was, it was weird because, like, Newcastle, well, I grew up in Manchester, so it wasn't really, the derby wasn't really a thing to me. I always wanted to beat Man United at the time. And I didn't, I remember, I remember being in a hotel room in Paris and me dad running around the uh, the hotel room when we beat Newcastle in the rain. 
but it's like my actual first like live um, experience of it was like one one um, under Keane when Michael Chopper was having the game of his life and <laughs> and it was just we couldn't we uh, well we got robbed I forget we got robbed we battered them we did we battered them when yeah they, we um, should have turned them over Higginbottom Higgin, Higgin scored yeah and, oh that yeah. was amazing that Higginbottom goal and it's just we battered the, them was it a James Miller fluke he crossed him the winner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, yeah. That was when everyone had it in for Gordon, wasn't it? Because he cost a lot of money and yeah, uh, yeah. But as you're saying that uh, the two one the year after, it was like I was that was when I'd moved up to Newcastle, and then it's like soon as soon as you move, I moved up there. It's like that's all anyone like talks about, and they want to. I don't know. They wanted to rub it in your face all the time, and being able to go go back to Newcastle. I was absolutely steaming and then went to work in a night <laughs> shift in a, a nightclub all night with Geordie's giving me lip because I had a Sunderland badge on me. Uh, me shirt probably wasn't the best thing to do in work. No, it was. That was a great idea. Yeah, Excellent. Proud of you. What? I'm proud of oh, you. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's good that he just seeks clarification on you being proud of him there. That's the other thing. It's funny when Tom says, like, obviously being brought up in Manchester, so it's very different... Um, like you, Mickey, were obviously from South Shields, though, rather than County Durham. And growing up in the 90s and going to school in the 90s when Newcastle had Keegan, I mean, it was just like, we were like like Stephen said, we were light years away. Mm. And then when we, we had that team, I know it didn't last for long, but we had that team and we could compete and we beat them. It, it's just, I think that was probably the sweet. It's still the sweetest. Even, even though I was at games... It, the away games in the six in a row, which obviously we're going to come on to. I don't know. I just think that win because I was at school. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's, it's been that put age up with as well. It, it, it means that little bit yeah. more, doesn't it? it? It definitely felt like that was a deal we caught them up. Definitely, because you know mm. I'm from Sunderland, so you know the majority of people sport Sunderland. You have a few glory yeah. hunters who sport Liverpool or Man U or whatever. Um, when we were at school, but you, you didn't really run into Newcastle fans. And um, <laughs> so it was very, like, much a us versus them mentality. And it was quite depressing seeing how good they were. That was the annoying thing. And how much the rest of the country seemed to get behind what they were doing. And it might make me sound bitter, but I was bitter about it. So that, um, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to... Oh, God, I'm I was gonna, as well. well. I'm not going to pretend I wasn't. It was, it was oh. terrible. It was growing up and, like, they were, like... <laughs> had all these international players and they were like <clears throat> beating Barcelona and stuff and then we had Mick Buxton and as chugging manager. really big point leads we had Mick Buxton as manager and we had like Brett Angel up front and stuff like that <laughs> and then we nearly got relegated because we, we played Dominic Matty on a game and didn't register him <laughs> we got all the admin wrong that's Gareth such a Sunderland. It's like the G we thing. We played him on the left like the wing as well, thing. by the way. Dominic Matteo, the centre half and left, left wing. We played him on the left wing that game. God, he's wow. the original Louvins. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, good, lovely, lovely callback. So yeah, and that, that's where we were, and that's where they were, and 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 Peter Reid came and just changed the whole mentality of the city round, boosted the positivity around the place where you started to think, <clears> you know what, we might be going somewhere here. And then when we got promoted, they were so cocky before that game. They were so mm-hmm. confident. They had Rude Hollett as manager, didn't they? And, of course, they dropped Shearer. And Ferguson. Um, and Ferguson, yeah. But they were yeah. just it was just how confident and cocky they were. And you just felt, after that game, yes, you know, we've arrived. We've arrived. Scott we're not Sellers talking about all the years that happened afterwards. Uh, um, it was amazing that night, though. Amazing. Get absolutely drenched because we were uncovered. Um, about 600 Stephen, make sure you put your microphone near your mouth. 
Oh, it was. Sorry, I couldn't see it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was an off-camera. Yeah, I've I, done this before, Craig. My know. apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I, Blending I know, into the blue you know, hoodie that you're you know wearing what? as well. I know, well, he, he was misty-eyed, wasn't he? The reverie. He was blending in. He was, he was a gone. Blending he was in another world. Yeah, come on. Let's get out of the 90s. The colour's probably blending The long in. 90s. We're in a pandemic <laughs> now. Forget about the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. New Labour's dead. <laughs> long live Boris. <laughs> We're all ill now. Have, it's I fine. Do, I, I don't know how much that's <clears> going to make the cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep talking. Well, has anyone logged the time of that? Because I haven't, so it's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Shall we get on to the, uh, onto the, the six in a row then? Does anybody know just quickly without, without checking out? They might have already checked how many games unbeaten we are now against Newcastle. Something like nine? Yeah, I thought nine. It's okay, never mind. Nine, yeah. Do you, unless you count the, uh, our glorious checker trade victory over them. Oh. There was a different team, wasn't it? It was the reserves. Still counts. Still says Newcastle. Right accounts, we'll have it. We'll take it. All right, cool. <laughs> Ten then. I thought you were going to say unless we count the friendly game that we had with them before one of them. Oh, well, before call it eleven. Now. <laughs> Let's just wrap round up again. Fifteen. The, be- the best. The, the best part yeah, about this agree. pandemic as agree. well is that we'll never lose to him ever again because football's finished. Like, and exactly. so is our football club. Yeah, I know, but they'll Sometimes never beat us. It feels like that. Which Best transport in the league. That, that friendly before, can anyone remember? Did we beat them 4-0 or something? And Fletcher scored a couple. And it was 6-0, wasn't it? Was yeah, it didn't Barini get a couple? Can anyone explain to me why we were playing them in a friendly? Banter. It was just to get some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. some yeah, funny, isn't it? on both sides, I think. <laughs> we obviously took it more seriously than <laughs> I think we should play them in another friendly. <laughs> I think Lascelles, because apparently Fletcher absolutely destroyed Lascelles. That was the crack. I remember Michael Proctor was was telling us that because um, we used to do Into the Light at the time with, with with him, and he either watched it, I think he might have watched it, or one of the other coaching team told him, but he said like. Because Lascelles wasn't really getting a game for them then, and they were saying, and they were saying, oh, they played that Lascelles and uh, Fletcher just absolutely destroyed them from start to Brilliant. finish. Brilliant. Uh, so, it's a well, shame. that would that would go Somebody on to continue have recorded as that, well. It? Somebody should have recorded it. And leak, leak it out Fle- now for Fle- times like this. It's funny. Fletcher loved loved derbies. It's like, like pretty much the only time he played consistently well was yeah. when he played against Newcastle. Well, as, as I guess we'll come on to more as we delve yeah. into the games. But <clears> he <throat> is one of those odd heroes of the, the six in a row. There was a few of them, wasn't there? Like your Billy Jones. Oh, we'll get on to it. My we'll get on to it. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm, I don't want to peak too early. Yeah, yeah. pre Keep the powder pre-empting. dry. Pre-empting. Keep the powder dry. I just, <laughs> just can't stop thinking about Billy Jones. <laughs> Billy Jones. <laughs> and his luscious locks. <laughs> Pan- pandemic. <laughs> it's quite dusty. <laughs> Does anybody know the date of the first game? I only know because I looked it up earlier. It was I thought April twenty third. Scene to do to do a bit scene setting for us. Uh, it is April, April the fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. Fourteenth. What what I did is I I done some digging to see what kind of events went on that day to see if anybody could remember anything or whether anything stands out just to. For a bit scene setting for us, so it can take, maybe take us back to the, the time of when it was. Uh, there's not a lot, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> although if you're into golf, you might disagree. And if you're Australian, you might disagree because Adam Scott became the first Australian to win the US Masters. That's about as interesting as it gets for the day. Um, <laughs> number one, I also I thought I'd do this as well. Let, let's see what was number one in the UK charts at the time. Oh, great. Um, I'll be honest... I'd never heard of this song 
and then I even put it on to listen to it, and I've still never heard it in my life. It's called Need You, and the <laughs> U, it's, it's a U, the letter U, oh, yeah. instead of the word U. Need You 100%. By, <laughs> by who? By Duke <laughs> Dumont. No idea. Very 2013, no, 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 that. No. Yeah, the, the letter U on its own, I mean... I know. Mm. What a crazy time we're Text, text talk. <laughs> I, 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 put, I put it on and it, um, it was like this sort of catchy dance trance track. But I've... You play it out. It was number, considering it was number one, well, maybe we'll go out on it at the end. Um, if Richard wants to do that, he can play us out with a need you, letter you, 100%. <laughs> Steven's lost it. It's like the pandemic's getting a statement. I, well, I, I don't even to want to it. talk it's, about the football it's, anymore. It's I just me, want to listen no. to this song. This is me talking to football. Need you 100%. I'm reaching out <laughs> to it. Very good. <laughs> to, to come back. It is text oh talk as well, God. isn't it? It's like if you go text football, that's what you would do. Need you 100%. If you like, could text football, <laughs> slide into football's DMs. You up. <laughs> did I any slid you... into football's DMs. Did, did... Uh, <laughs> slid in two footers, I guess. Did any of you? Oh, yeah. uh... Should we talk about this game? Did any of you watch the goal? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Don't want to now. The teams ran out to need you one hundred percent, which was popular they... at the time. <laughs> Apparently, did oh. any of you watch the goals back in preparation for this? I watched them back just now. Yeah, like, yeah. old bangers. That was the first time. First time I'd I'd been to a derby at St James's, so I've never seen us lose there. I've seen us win three and draw one. Well, and uh, I mean, obviously it was just it's just beyond belief, wasn't it? Can everyone remember like how unconfident we were going into that game? Oh as yeah, well? it was horrible Would because you... we hadn't beat them since the Kieran Richardson free kick game. Would you see the and the state of the team? They'd had a one, obviously the Ryan Taylor game where they'd beaten us, and we hadn't won at St James's Park for such a long time. Yeah. And I remember, like, and obviously we just changed manager. I remember, like, even like when you were doing back when you had to, like, I think even still maybe apply for the tickets or, or, or however it worked, and thinking like. Oh well, this is just going to be depressing. This could be another five-one or whatever, yep. and it just made it all the more of a shock, didn't it? The five-one haunted me for a long time. Yeah. Like even after we'd beaten them like four times off the spin, you still knew we had that like sort of horror show in our locker. Yeah. Well, that so, this whole you, run eradicated that though, didn't it? Well, that oh, was uh, that's kind of like the last. <clears throat> I went to a couple of uh, away games at St James's. I went to the when we got beat two-nil. Michael Owen, 1-1, one, one, and then 5-1. I vowed I'm never stepping foot in that ground again because <laughs> it was too traumatising to the extent... Being, remember being on those terrible uh, like shuttle buses that took like four hours to get back to Sunderland? And it was just like, I don't even know why I like football. It's like, like no. There's no, there was no point of this. It's like, it was just minging. And I vowed never to go back, but... I did, but we'll get on to that later. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we'll get on to that I later. Mean, was anyone else there? You're right. Rather you were there. Yeah, it, yeah, I was there. Um, didn't right like we in were the back as well at the time because we had a better team than them at the time. And they'd just been promoted, and you thought, well, if we can't beat them with this team, oh against god, that then, team, and not even just we can't beat them, we're losing five-one. You just thought we're never going to win this fixture again. 
I just remember El Mohammedi in particular shit his pants really badly. Henderson he was, as well. Henderson yeah, was like totally in his shell. For the first yeah. second of that 5 1 game, you knew, you knew we were just going to get absolutely creamed because Gutierrez just took on our entire team and ran all the way down to the, uh, the goal line on the first attack. And I was like, well, that's not going to go great. And yeah. Can we talk about beating them instead? Yeah, exactly. I know. We're talking about this. There's a pandemic <laughs> See what I mean? got, like, so deep the tra- That trauma will never leave no, us. No, sorry, I just wanted to that be cathartic about that. trauma will never leave that. us. But it's because the, this Di Canio game felt so good because oh, yeah. of that trauma. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it wasn't a case of, like, we snatched it, it was a scrappy game. We went out there, we absolutely murdered them with the most hilariously bad team. And just, like... <laughs> It's and an arsehole manager. But it's like Danny Graham yeah. leading the line of a player that had been like ostracised all season and he's suddenly now leading the line and was absolutely fantastic. And a mag. Oh, all yeah. right. You take that back about my Danny. <laughs> <laughs> he was phenomenal that day, though, Graham. Like, he had their centre-halves, like, on strings. Cause Stephen Taylor was playing that day, wasn't he? Yeah. And he God, just, he really he, stitched he lo- himself up him. Oh, God, well, more on him. Was that the stamp collection to... day game, or was it... it no, that... Uh, no, that was a home game. That was a home game. Yeah. Was that the home game before this one? Yes, I think it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. But, it's all... but it, was, it, was, it was funny, that game, though, because Mignolet was arguably our best player. They had some really good chances. But we yeah. just scored, like you were saying, Tom, three absolute worldies. Like, all three goals fantastic. were just absolutely fantastic, weren't they? Mm. Uh, was, and, of course, uh, CC equalised, didn't he? Mm. And it was given offside, and it was that Pardew celebration Pardew that moment. Well. Yes, yes, yes. Pardew. <laughs> so good. Pardew, and that troll he had as his uh, goalkeeping coach, was it Woodman? I think he's yes. lads. Oh, yeah. And he's just you could <laughs> see both of them just giving it. And it's just like, and it's the greatest... It's oh, the greatest gif, gif-worthy yeah. moment that's been memed over millions of times, and it was just like, and the best part about it, it was onside. So I yeah, know that yeah. just really, really sweetens the deal for me. And I just a little bit. Thank God they didn't have VAR then. I was watching it. I've just watched it back, and I've, and there's someone when that goal goes up, he has an awful hand tattoo, and you just see that this horrible mag hand with this horrible like tribal really? hand tattoo. So yeah, that was quite. It's <laughs> quite funny. Who had the tattoo? It was. It was so. You know when you see just like, some man. It's because they saw it. Yeah, it's just a man, just a mag, with like a side-on view of when the goal goes in, and there's this horrible mag hand come up, and it's got this awful like Cheryl. Uh, I was going to say Cheryl Crow there, but Cheryl, <laughs> Cheryl Cole type like hand like tribal tattoo on his hand. Just thinking, Great. you minging get. <laughs> Can you remember when uh, they played Chelsea and uh, Cole had been che- cheating on Cheryl mm. and they were like sing- singing anti Ashley Cole songs? Legends. Because wow. of something to do with like the Geordie Princess or something. <laughs> oh my God, get a grip, Matt. They didn't actually have the words in, in the song about a Geordie Princess, but I like to think of her as their kind of Diana. Better you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> Should we go talk about Paolo Di Canio's celebrations? They were pretty good. I mean, I lapped it? it up, me like I loved it. I, I was same, every same. bit. In, I was. I was watched it. As I said, I was refusing to go to St James's. My brother went up instead, and uh, I watched it at home with my dad. And every time it panned to Di Canio, 
for his reaction. It's like, this guy's an absolute lunatic, but I'm like fully invested. I'll do do whatever you want, Decadio. I was like, I will follow you to the end of the earth. And then we realised he was terrible. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. how Niall Quinn's co-commentator on loads of these games. He like can't hold it back, can he? I think he's I think he's like that, like, especially when Vaughan makes it 3-0. And he's just like oh, he was yeah. obviously there when they beat us 5-1 and stuff. So it's obviously it's probably quite cathartic for him because it must have been quite hard for him to be chairman at that moment as well mm. when they had beaten us 5-1 and now he's in the ground probably looking at our fans like absolutely going like insane as that third goal goes in well not even going insane when the third goal goes in laughing. I was just openly laughing I was oh, just yeah, like, was howling because like howling. You, you're quite like knackered as well like you towards oh, the end yeah. of those games aren't you you do feel like oddly quite drained because of how like emotionally driven they are and because <coughs> you're like spent from celebrating especially the second goal because that came a little bit like there's a lot of tension in the game when Johnson made it 2 0. But when Vaughan scored, I was just stood howling, laughing. I think it might be the only time I've done that when we scored, but disbelief as much as anything. And then one really good thing about the away end at St. James's Park is obviously you can see out of the city, but because the ground just emptied <laughs> when Vaughan made it 3 0, you didn't just see the people heading for the exits, you could see them walking away from the ground, which is just oh, yeah. absolutely delightful. I remember my dad, like, full of fume, even when we were 3 0, being like, Look at that, look at them walking away, <laughs> never forget this. And never, like a battle cry almost. And it was, it was the vicious joy he was taking at them, like, being forced to turn mm. their back on their club. Oh, it was well, you said, fantastic. Well, you said that about Niall Quinn. I swear the story was mm. when he got done 5-1, then he went to the like the chairman's room, or like the you know the boardroom or whatever, and they're doing conga lines round. That was how the story Ugh. went. Were, Mike Ashley was doing yeah. conga lines round the boardroom. So, yeah. I'm... For me, the, the whole Derby experience is like, <laughs> added to by like, because I come in on the metro and stuff and then after the game and it takes you about four hours to get back to Central but all their fans are like it's like it's like being in some kind of war zone they like come out of the alleys and chucking stuff at you and that and then there's some of them got the 5-1 scarves in the air it's like you've just been battered 3-0 by a really shit team that's what I never with a man who was managing Swindon a few weeks yeah. ago that's what I never <laughs> get with like Newcastle derbies it's like before the game like yeah fair enough I've I've the crack say the five one and all, but they're always there after the game. I never, oh, I never get it. that. Never get so that. So weird. Oh, that was sorry. It just completely bypassed me. But that was the horse punching game as well. Just oh, to, of course. To, yeah. And there was a full scale riot it. in the the socialist city of Newcastle <laughs> because they lost a the game of football. <laughs> it's hilarious. It was Honestly, just incredible. The thing is, then the best one of the best things about this run of results, I think, was they didn't lose learn the lesson. No humility ever. Every nah. time we played them, they thought they were going to absolutely spank us. Ben Arthur was going to do this. Kabai <laughs> was going to do that. And oh, that was another great one when when he buggered off, and we were all singing like, "Don't sell Kabai every yeah. time they had a free kick and stuff like that." I mean, it was just like they just set themselves up for mockery. I think there's a moment in there, one of them where. Amiobi's lining up a shot from about 30 yards and it goes about 30 yards over the bar and you're like, yeah, Macam Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all that bullshit. I remember, didn't he start in the, getting a bit of a, ahead of ourselves, but didn't he start in the Poyet 3-0? Yeah, I think he was that re- one where he, he balloons it. He hadn't really been, he, yeah, he hadn't really been <sighs> in the side though and he was literally just starting 
because he'd scored against us a bit in the past. And it's exactly the same, Craig. No (laughs) humility or anything, but it's just like... Sorry? He gets it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, pretty much, yeah. Magnum Slayer TM trademark. (laughs) He's just a crap player, really, isn't he? Especially by 2013. Like, a few, like, decent run of games under, like, Bobby Robson in, like, 2004, 5, 6, like, whenever. (laughs) Then playing him, like, then, in two... He's playing for... Like in Notts County, not long after. Like, so they just don't learn their lesson at all. And, like, this just makes us think of other great things about them. Like, they always have these insane things you can buy in the club shop. Like, one of them was dressed up as a Christmas bauble, that golden <laughs> outfit with the Newcastle badge on. Do you not remember like, why what I... what was that about? Yeah. <laughs> why I, man? <laughs> I wish we could put up some of the images of, like, their fans... But the thing is, they come, they come oh, to Derby games dresses it, and it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. you paid you paid money for that. And it's like, what are you play? What are you doing? And now you just look sad. You dress oh, as no, YI man with a sad face, <laughs> like it just makes it look even worse. Oh, it's a sad YI man. Yeah, no one wants to oh, see a sad God. YI man. <laughs> Does anybody want to uh, mention what attire they should have been wearing that day? In terms of match attire, match attire. If you're looking for that kind of thing. Clause to go to a match. Sorry. Oh, God. That wasn't yeah, against us, though. I don't think. That wasn't against us. Yeah, but it was yeah. just tragic. Steve Wraith in his half and half shirt. I was oh. trying to. I was trying to do the link, lads, to from the terraces. Trying to segue in. Oh, right. Sorry, segue in. It was a bit I thought, muffled. I was still thinking about Steve Wraith having a funeral a, for the stadium. <laughs> I thought it was a beautiful segue, and it's then it went over everybody's head. Attire. No, it's not. <laughs> It's gone over everybody's head. I thought it was an amazing segue, personally. Somebody, somebody tell our listeners where they can go and what they can do to get discount from the particular Krupp cloven brand that I've just mentioned. Well, they can go, obviously, to fromtheterraces.co.uk and the code, as we've said many times, is WMS10 to get 10% off and get yourself kitted out for when we're allowed to roam the streets and go to football games again. And so you're no, going to look because everyone's going to want everyone's going to want to look their best, aren't they? So well, let's face it. Terraces. At this point, we're all just like, well, why don't we just wear jogging pants for the rest of our lives? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not having a shave at the minute. Like, yeah. there's no point, is there? Mm. I'm getting me hermit haircut, my lockdown locks. <laughs> it's going to be down my waist. <laughs> you should keep it though. You should keep that going. Uh, well, maybe we'll it'll look how. good with some from the terraces gear. Who knows? Exactly. There you go. It'll supplement me new me new look. <laughs> new Ola Toivonen look <laughs> It is a bit Ola Toivonen actually your long hair Craig, that's true Because uh, Tom looks like he could be Tom DeLong or um, Mark Hoppus He's got a really fetching pair of glasses on Oh, thanks mate thanks. Which would look wonderful with you from the terraces <laughs> Gilet <laughs> But to be fair, Stephen is the most from the terraces out of all of us of Well, or Mickey is. as well actually Stephen and Mickey are definitely the most That's true On brand for from the terraces Well, I mean, you know that's that's why we that's why we like it. We've had lots of offers over the years. We Agree. wanted to be able to relate it. This link has gone on for a long time, actually. So Chris will be very grateful of this. Um, yeah, I was wearing my from the terraces <laughs> t-shirt only yesterday. What we need there to you do, go, look. what we need to do, very now, on brand, I think, is um, come back and we'll look at the next Newcastle game after this. <laughs> Right, so that first Newcastle game um, that we discussed there, the 3-0, the first 3-0, because there were two, of course. 
that was the first in a row of games where a new manager had come in, lost their first game, <laughs> and played Newcastle in their second game, and won. So Tacanio was the first, and then of course Gus Poyet um, followed him at uh, the start of the next season. We know what uh, how that ended with Tacanio, uh, utterly terrible manager. Um, Gus Poyet lost 4-0 at Swansea, and then on the 27th of October, 2013, uh, Sunderland um, played Newcastle. Um, I don't think we'd won a game, had we, in the league? No. That season. Oh, oh even to, better. Up to that point. Sorry? I'm just saying it makes it even sweeter. Oh, of course it, it does. Um, would people <laughs> like to know what happened on that day, on that particular day? Just what was in the charts? Tell us back. Oh, yeah, exactly. What was number what. one? Well, it wasn't need you 100%. Um, <laughs> 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 it didn't last through to October. <laughs> It was Country Stars by One Republic. Uh, Banger. Which is, that was a letdown after the last number yeah. one. Well, uh, you know, at least I know what the song is. It is crap, but at least I know what it is. Um, well, that's why the other one was better. Well, it was, ac- well, it was knocked off the charts by Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. Oh, now you're talking. That's oh, okay. yeah. no, so it literally is a banger. It is a banger. That's the era. Can I preempt we you, Stephen, a little yeah. bit? I think I can remember something. That, did Lou Reed die on yes, that Yes, he day? did, Rory. Yes. Yes, oh, he did. Oh, there we go. Wow. Wow. I can't believe Rory's just celebrated Lou Reed's death. <laughs> no, I feel bad now. Like Lou Reed. <laughs> no, I'm happy that he's dead. <laughs> and there was another sporting um, achievement. Sebastian Vettel won the Indian Grand Prix and with it tied up his fourth consecutive Formula One championship. If anybody cares. There you I go. Don't watch Formula One. Fair players. play. Fair play, Seb. Fair play. Cars for him. <laughs> mm. So, what do people remember about that game? Personally. It's, it's oh. the Barini goal of his. No. None of us were confident at all um, because we'd just been spanked off uh, Swansea 4-0 um, and when you saw the team it was a 4-4-2 you were just thinking oh my god what's going to happen here Martin Smith actually was on the pod that week and he was confident we would win nobody else thought we would win he was the only one who predicted it um, just before we mention like the things we remember Barini's goal obviously that was when Barini announced himself really to all the Sunderland fans, wasn't it? Because he really hadn't really done anything before that. Not really featured, had he? Let's all? go. No. Let's go around the table here and say, who thinks George Yalador meant that little touch to Barini? <laughs> because I'm not having it that he did. <laughs> me, I think I, he meant I it as me, much as yeah, yeah. Agreement at the time because he was saying that was a great little layoff. I, I'm sorry, he tried uh, to control that. That was a no. first touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a Charlie Mike yeah. first touch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> He definitely meant, he meant that. Yeah, he meant it as much as Yaya Toure. He meant that goal yeah. in the cup final mm. for me. No, he, did, he, he didn't mean it. He's crap. <laughs> it was as graceful a first touch as his step over against Fulham later on that season. Oh, that, that, anyone that, remember that. That was amazing. Gorgeous, that. I say this <coughs> this game especially... I th- like when you walk into... Cert, uh, when you walk into the ground on certain games, you can tell when like the entire crowd's up for it. And this one was... Like, we'd not had... I, were you saying, like, you weren't confident? I was kind of, like, like quietly confident that we could, like, beat these. And when, as soon as you walked down the concourse and everyone was absolutely bouncing, I think, we're going to beat these. And then to get a goal so early on, and then the entire... Because I was in the, the south stand before they made it into the, uh, the singing section it is now, and just the whole place jumped in unison when that first goal went in. And it's like, 
we're going to do, we somehow we're going to do these. And it just felt, again, with another hilarious team that he'd put out with like Desena and Shalushka. <laughs> hilarious King. team. <laughs> well, he was, you know, the ragtag bunch that De Canio and DeFanti had put together and now, like, are now somehow good. But <laughs> it was, it was just from the, like, the first 10 minutes, you thought, this crowd is too pumped for us not to win this. I don't know, like, Sunderland fan, like, Sunderland lose games like that, but I just thought on this one, it's like, we're going to do these. And again, it yeah. had been so long since that Richardson game where, yeah, it was fantastic. They just I, I didn't really, really like do the, anything, sorry. did they? Sorry, no. Greg. No, no sorry, they, they were shite. But it was another, right. like you said, it's another one where we said, oh, Ben Arthur's going to rip you apart. And it's like, he, he's <laughs> do, he does it because he's crap. He's like, well, Sissoko's going to rip you apart. No, he's crap. So the, the, the two things, so what I remember, it was obviously it was a short corner for the um, for the first goal. Yeah. And everyone's always fuming <laughs> whenever there's a short corner. So that's great. Yeah. Fletcher totally dominates and bullies semi geordie born, but maybe he's Welsh, isn't it? Dumb it in the Dumb air. It, uh, yeah. And yeah. the other thing is that they... The next time we played them away, their fans, when we arrived at St. James's, were really hyped up singing Dabushi at because he'd scored. Oh, yeah. And it was like, mate, mate, he scored in a loss. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it's not something to be happy about. It's like I was singing so, about Justin Hoyt. They also did. Yeah, that was, their, that was their only goal in that run. That's amazing, that, isn't it? But when Debussy the scored, goal. they ran over to like Pardew and to give it like the bigger, like we did with Decanio. They're just like, oh, be it yourselves. And then, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and then we scored. He knees, didn't he? Yeah, I forgot about that. And it's that like, Decanio's not even here anymore. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> why are you doing that to Gus Poyer? <laughs> Gus is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shitting on the floor. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. But didn't Key come on? Key come on as a sub. Yeah. In that game, and oh like God, changed I haven't things. Got much of a detailed memory. Like, because I think he like yes, changed he things quite a bit when he when he came on. But I don't think he he started the game. He definitely featured because yeah, he was you're right as bad as he were in well through most of the season. But especially the early part, he was a bit of a shining light. He was shown that he had a bit about him, and also start. It's the start of the trend of players from this run of games going on to play for Newcastle. Yeah, that's very cool. Danny Rose now. Um, I feel like I'm missing one Mankeo. as well, actually. Mankeo. Mankeo, yeah. Mankeo, yeah. Not from that run of games, oh, but yeah, like yeah. still. But like, but, we, um, we wanted to build our midfield from this era, <laughs> but they obviously saw us like just turning them over throughout this entire period of 2013 to 2015. Like, Right, we need to get all their midfielders. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't try to sign like Seb Larson and like Catamol as well. Well, wasn't the rumours Catamol had been training with them and it was like, well, I'll never forgive you if that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mentioning Key as well, I'm sure he takes the free kick in the build-up to the winner and they either take the free kick about 20 yards away from where the foul was or the ball's rolling and they were <laughs> furious about this after the game. Like, Pardew was apoplectic because the free kick was like basically illegal it was either not a foul the ball was rolling or it was like miles away from the, the free kick spot and that was his like straw he was clutching to like you know Damn it man. wasn't my fault lads it's a referee it was a referee <laughs> we destroyed Pardew like he had something good going on at Newcastle <laughs> and the- you got the quarterfinals of the Europa League yeah unbelievable and his buddy just couldn't be each shower of shite we put out <laughs> 
<laughs> so funny. We couldn't. They were terrible. We, they were terrible teams who got walloped off like crap, like Swansea every week. But every time we rocked up <laughs> to play Newcastle, we just beat them. No matter how but they, good those they were. Play, like, like, there were so many players who played crap in those games. Like we mentioned, Stephen Fletcher, and he scored in this hmm. game. He just turned into like a lion when he like played <laughs> yeah. against Newcastle, yeah. didn't he? Like he, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And <laughs> Bardsley as well. well Bardsley, yeah, and obviously Barini, this was him cementing his like place as a Derby Day well not cementing, but the start of him becoming a Derby Day hero and like that goal is because there's so many good goals in this run and like arguably this is probably the least if you ask everyone what their favourite of the six in a row is, this is probably going to be bottom. If you ask them to rank them, isn't it? Mm. But like, because of like how the moments in all of the other ones. So but hell like, that goal from Barini is just fantastic. Such a good hit. It's, it's a lovely goal. One thing that um, does uh, start after this run of games is that our six in a row is documented by our good friend the True Geordie, which was quite. F- which is quite good. Oh, yeah. 1.8 million subscribers now for some bizarre reason. Um, but his it just added an extra layer of like... It's like you don't really want to talk to a Newcastle fan after the game, but now someone's done... You wanted to just bring together all that fume. But someone's done it in a YouTube video of him just losing his complete mind. And it was just... And it's just as every Derby game went past, it was just... This is just fantastic. Just another layer of this <laughs> glorious victory. It's just like it's fantastic. The weird thing is, though, he's basically built that 1.8 million followership, that brand that he's got, which he has got now, off the back of their, his football team getting beaten by Sunderland. That's where it came from. If they weren't getting humped by us, he wouldn't. He'd have about three followers. <laughs> yeah, he had a persona, didn't he? Because like, yeah. of that fume, he was able to do. I guess. Because he used to have his pint of Guinness, didn't he? He used to apologise for his drinking. <laughs> and that, that was it, yeah. He's a very offensive pint of Guinness. And now he's like got this weird, like, like he's got a full-on CGI backdrop and that. Well, he's got, like he's Bane or something. Well, he's got a, his, last, uh, his last podcast was uh, about coronavirus. So, you know, oh, two really? hours long. Ex- wow. Two hours long. Corona, corona expert now. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> we'll have to, yeah. We're all going to watch that, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> so I didn't... feel like of all of us here though Mickey would have really really celebrated that second goal the most I don't know why I just feel like he would have like went I feel like he would have yeah, lifted off yeah I agree I agree it was some moment it was some moment that like I said particularly because um, we hadn't really seen a lot of Barini at that time so for yeah. him just to announce himself like that and it was such a hit I was in the north stand so I was behind the goal so saw the trajectory of the ball the whole way, hit the top corner. It was late on in the game. They weren't playing well. You always worry and think you're going to concede when you guys across the halfway mm. line when you play on those games. But there was something about that moment where I felt I just knew no, we've won that now. They, are, they aren't scoring. They aren't coming back from this. They just didn't look like they were ever going to threaten us. Quite a few 3 nils. Well, we haven't. We've just had two 3 nils. But that was just an attempt at a shit segue again. It went wrong. Um, <laughs> we've had three 3 nils. Yeah, yeah three, we had a home yeah, one yeah, and two away. That doesn't it? Lots of 3 nils. That's not normal, that, is it? In a, That's in a, half of the wins. Half, 50% yeah, 50%. of the wins. Yeah, yes. So I was right. I should have had faith in myself. Um, Stick to your guns. But you think of that, that second 3 nil. I mean, I, I can remember something that stands out to me, actually, was the, the highlights on, on Match of the Day um, when... when, when uh, the second goal goes in and Guy Mowbray says 
it's happening all over again here for Sunderland. Because <laughs> it was just like a repeat off the year before, wasn't it? Where you're just watching it. Loving it, game over in, in disbelief, thinking like, we are absolutely spanking these again. This was a and world-class <laughs> piss take. It, it was. It, we, were, <laughs> we were so much better than them from start to finish. And not only that, we'd got to Wembley in the League Cup about t- a, week, yeah. a week or so earlier. And we were in really good form. And there was n- no point in that game where we were going to lose. And as you were saying about Shola Amiobi, that was when, I think, they, I don't know if they started him or they brought him on at half-time because it was 2-0 down. He started. He started. He started. But there was because a... he balloons one over the bar at the end of the first half, yeah. But they also, in the s- second half, there was, a, there was a beautiful cross. I think it's when we were 3-0 up. And as a cross comes in, and it's a 50p yes. header from him from about yes. 10 yards out. <laughs> and it's just... It's just Perfect, and it's and I'm sure that, yeah, and it's from like the, from the beginning, from like it was just walking down uh, whatever the street is near the uh, near St James's, singing about going to Wembley, Barini laughing <laughs> in the face of Tim Krul before he led us a penalty in to yeah, oh, to so pissing good. Jack Colback <laughs> lashing in the last one. It's just what the finger on glorious. lips, the finger on lips, and they just they just lost Kabai as well, and that as well. So yeah. we were coming in. From this massive high, like you were saying, Tom, of getting to the League Cup final, we were singing like cheesy "This is your Wembley. Wembley." Like we were turning their own yeah. insult like back on them. Like, and then we, we could have won that day. We could have won six nil that day. We was th- this one is my favourite out of the six because a few of them like we have like a bit of luck. Like maybe one or two of them are like fairly even games, but. We absolutely battered them. We were tuning up after about what twenty-five minutes, like definitely less than half an hour. Like you're saying, like Tom with things like Barini laughing in the keeper's <laughs> face, but you know Altador had a chance where he, where he tried to round Cruel. <laughs> like he, even out, like imagine oh, my dad if was fuming. My dad well. was fuming. Altador's flip, he, by the way, for the second. Yeah, he had a good game that day. Altador, don't get us wrong. He did. Absolutely. He did. He was fantastic. Yeah, but we should have. We, we should But when he when he tried around the keeper, my dad, my dad, more than once lost it with Altador. He once stormed out of the living room when we were two 0 down <laughs> against Cardiff after he missed a set. Oh, that was horrible. And just that was it. But that we're two 0 up at Newcastle. We're like obviously having a great time up there in the in the up upstairs in in level seven. And then he tries to do that. That's it. I never want to see him play for the club <laughs> and all this. And I was like, Dad, man. <laughs> Chill. He was right. He was right, man. He was right. <laughs> he was right. He was spot on. But it's just funny what it does to you, isn't it? That game. And we played the game as well. We didn't play the occasion as well, yeah. which I think Poy- Poyet was always quite good at doing for the th- yeah. three that he managed in. Like Bridcut, like you're saying, Mickey, having a really good game. It's just because he knew what Bridcut's the only thing really Bridcut was good at. He stuck him in that role. And he was fine. He wasn't like phased by it at all because he knew what his job was, and every <laughs> single player did. And they were loving it, weren't they? Like Marcus Alonso as well. Just this player yeah. who only came in on loan not long before, but was like, was straight away like there with Barini in front of the Leeser's end. Like he nearly scored as well. Yeah, he should. He should have opened that the score. Yeah. yeah, he should have. Right. Did Johnson just, hit the just... post in that game as well? He skinned yes, Colicini and hit yeah. the post. He like yeah. I know for his misdemeanors, but he was he was. On fire that game, and it's yeah. Oh, he loved playing against them as well. Him and Fletcher, they were, were both fantastic, loved it. absolutely fantastic. That game, especially though, he was you're right, Tommy was like he could have had a hat trick that day, and they, they were, were terrified of him. Like, 
Yeah, he we, we, did we, like to show up in thought, those games. I think Point had struggled to put his his stamp on the team when he first came and by this point this was arguably the first game where it really clicked under Poyet where we saw this slick sort of football and we thought I can see exactly what he's doing here it, it went on sleep mode for a bit didn't it after that it was the end of the season when we put that <laughs> run together yeah. if you remember that 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 moment when we won at Man U when we put about 30 passes together and Barini hit the mm. underside of the bar and this, I would say, was the, the first sign where you thought, right, I can see what Poyd's going to do. This is going to be lovely, this going forward. We've got a cup final in a couple of weeks and we're spanking Newcastle mm. 3-0. We are definitely going to win the league soon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not win the league, but that's what we all thought. Who knows what number one was that day Ooh. in the no. UK charts? No, I, no idea. I the don't know who of... died that day. Either. <laughs> no. Well... It's interesting because the website tells you like what happened um, on, on certain days. That's where I've been getting the in- info from. It's a full website dedicated to it. Um, and I could find nothing of interest whatsoever that day <laughs> going on. I mentioned a couple of things about US politicians' local in- information, which I wasn't interested in. Um, number one in the charts was Rather Be by Clean Bandit featuring Jess Glynn. It's not bad, that. Mm. Yeah, not bad. Inoffensive. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good title because like, all the mags could be saying, like, you know, rather be a mag. Yes. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'd rather yeah. be anywhere else but here now, watching the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the next game? Right, again, Tom mentioned, I mean, misdemeanors was the word he used there for, for Adam Johnson. We'll, uh, we'll not go into that, but... <laughs> considering what he did 21st of December 2014 um, just before Christmas this, this was this wasn't a 3-0 but this was just enjoyable because this was a last minute goal in the Gallagate it's what you dream about mm. isn't it it's the perfect like, way to win a derby just oh, unbelievable the sound of it is unbelievable as well. The, like the noise when you watch that video, there's someone who's filmed it, and it's just like spine tingling every time yeah. you hear it. Like the little delay, the little sound oh, delay. Yeah, the intake yeah. of breath before yeah. it yes. hits the net. It's. I, yeah. I was saying before that I'd, I'd made a vow not to go to the St James's since the the five one, but my brother turned twenty one like a couple of days before, and he's like, "Oh, we've got to go to the derby." And it's like, I couldn't have wished for a better experience <laughs> because it was, as you, if you recall, it was the first time because of the proximity at Christmas is where Northumberland pol- uh, Northumbria police were like, nah, get your own way there. There's no escorts, no special oh, trains yeah. or anything <sighs> like that. So everyone's predicting chaos and carnage, but it just made it even more sweeter because after the game, <laughs> you're coming out and there's loads of mags still about, and there's no police or anything like that. And they can hit you if they want, but they just still <laughs> they still don't. And you you wouldn't have cared. And really. you're running back through like the <laughs> through the city, running. going "Merry Christmas, lads! <laughs> Merry Christmas!" And they're just like all these sour because you know it's ruined the, the next like like the festive period for them. And it's just and the way to do it as well, just oh my word, it's just. Uh, that yeah, moment where he squares it back across and we were like we were in the away end and everyone just screaming somebody hit it 
and just the um, it's just like an out of body experience and it's it's just fantastic it was just fantastic like people go on about limbs and oh, scenes in the way like that's why you got that football. was just a blur of like you were flying around Fuck like yeah. and ev- the disbelief of it as well yeah. as the as the fully like everyone just going absolutely crazy but like just going like oh my god like as it dawns on you we have just beaten these in the last minute in their own <coughs> ground just before At christmas, christmas yes. like oh my like this this is just perfect and then like after it all dies down it's like oh shit we've got four minutes of stoppage time now and then. <laughs> we should have got the even more nervous like bizarrely yeah yeah. Oh yeah, his legs just <laughs> fell Larson out as well. underneath it. Absolutely phenomenal that day, Seb Larson. Like yeah. ran himself in the ground. One of the one or two players as well who made an appearance an appearance in every single game of the six as well. That's class, that, um, along with him and I think John O'Shea is the other Speaking one. But of... Larson was fun. He was, I think his best days were when Poyet was manager. But that day he was. And he kissed the badge in front of the Gallagher when he's celebrating yeah. the goal. He kisses the badge. Like, oh, Seb. Love Seb, that mate. Was, but, like, I just wanted to that was jo- nail that down. And the players loved it. And, again, we go, we've mentioned Stephen Fletcher a few times. He was fantastic that day. He hit the bar at one point. Like, he was just... Killed. He just loved playing against them. He loved leading the line <laughs> against Newcastle. Like, if he could have done that, like, at least half of the games he played for, he'd be a club legend. But And he what, killed Stephen Taylor. God, he, what? Yeah, I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. How could we forget? Yes. <laughs> I think what what seals this win and what makes it, just purely from the perspective of a Sunderland fan, of course, makes this extra special was because the date, the 21st of December, this is the last day before Christmas. So it's ruined all the <laughs> collective Christmas days of Newcastle fans. The list- because... Because Listeners can't see this, but it's just Stephen's joy at this when he's saying this <laughs> is just immense. It's also, not even an exaggeration to say that, though, is it? Because it genuinely will have done. Imagine if it was the other way around. And oh, they, yeah, oh, they, they would have killed me. Like, score, like a last minute goal two days before Christmas Eve or whatever it was. <laughs> then, like, yeah, you can take losing against them because we've lost nah. against them plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. But losing in that way, yeah. just but oh, it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's uh, like you know, it's, it's like... It, it, the, the minute of like recording this podcast, right? We're recording because we don't know when this is going to go out. This it's the twenty second of March. Lockdowns, like the pubs have all just shut a couple of days ago. We're all feeling a bit down in the dumps. You can't say like friends, family, but my god, the memory of this it's fantastic. <laughs> I needed this, lads. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, to be honest, they must have felt like we did when we lost uh, at the end of this run of results. And we lost that game one one. I remember Mitrovic scored the uh, winner. Lost it to one, make it one one. <laughs> Very yeah. good. And the, can because I always remember that because they they went on about that time we celebrated an equaliser against them and someone spilled onto the pitch and spilled onto Steve Harper. That was funny. You were you celebrating it like you won the World Cup and all that, and it's like, oh, I right, well, you know. It, it all comes round, doesn't it? Speaking of that, <laughs> another really yeah. funny thing about this game as well is John O'Shea played left back. Yes, oh, eighty yes. years old, John O'Shea at left yes. back because the boy he uh, still couldn't beat us, lads. The boy Riviere like, was injured. Yeah, he got injured in the warm up. That's Incredible, right. Incredible, and, and also this just, is 
this is a game that Pardew thought he was going to win when he brought because he <laughs> he put every forward on and he put that little rap Armstrong on. It's got oh yes, it's because he scored like four goals for Blackburn or something. He's like right, he's going to be the hero. And he should have squ- the West End legend. He should have, <laughs> and he should have squared it to uh, Sissoko, and they would have won. And they didn't, and then we won. <laughs> I'm sure somebody, it may have been Gareth. Someone was sitting somewhere near to Newcastle fans, and he overheard. Gareth was in the press box, so he, he was, was right it, amongst the Newcastle fans. Yeah. So he, I'm sure he heard one of them say when he come on. One of them was gone. Imagine if he scored, he'd be a proper West End legend, like, <laughs> and all this <laughs> shite. You know, because they, go, like, they buy into this mythos of like, Amazing. oh, like the Geordie Nation and all this shite. It's like, no, he's just a crap footballer. Oh, God. To be fair, that is mint, though, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> was that number one uh, <laughs> when this game happened? No, Geordie Boys ab- by Gaza. There was, there was an absolute banger that was number one. Just on the final on the football thing before I fill you in on, on, on that, because um, you're all really excited, I can sense it, um, is that... <laughs> Again, like the season before, I thought it had clicked under point at this time. We got the League Cup final, yeah. we finished the season, we were playing so well. And then that Christmas break did us in and we mm, lost to Hull at home where we, mm. sh- we absolutely battered them. We had two stonewall penalties turned down when we were winning 1-0 and we lost that game and it unraveled there from, from Gus. But lads, there's an absolute banger, number <laughs> one, 21st of December 2014. Uptown Funk. Oh, oh, Mark Ronson and Bruno yes. Mars. That's what we're talking about. Bouncing out of the ground listening to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, uh, how about how yeah, about true. this for a, a life event, lads? Elton John got married. Wow. Congratulations to big, him and big day for gay rights, I suppose, <laughs> in some ways. Congratulations for that event that happened six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> Elton John hates the mags, but uh, <laughs> Elton John celebrated with his own version of Umtown Funk, which was I don't know what Dune Tune Funk. That was <laughs> shite. Oh, that was terrible. I, know, I was just, I was trying to ignore Lost that. Lost it, mate. Um, <laughs> it did. You can't kick us out, lads. It unravelled really quickly for for Gus Poyet after that, and then again we had that. Um, that mad sort of chain of events or sequence of events where her manager's sacked, a new one comes in, he loses his first game. This was Dick Advocat in this case, lost his first game at West Ham. His second game uh, was a game at home to Newcastle, and that was April the 5th. Lads, there's another absolute banger at number one. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that straight in, just to set the scene here. Um, it is Hold My Hand by Jess Glynn. No. Oh, I'm sick of it. Mm. It's a banger though, isn't it? Jesus, on well, those adverts, every time you get in the plane, you hear it, man. We'll not be hearing that for a while, but that it's it's you know that associates now with um, a one 0 win against Newcastle um, and Jermaine Defoe's absolute worldly of a strike. Did anybody miss that because it popped off for a pint or a slash? No, because no, it was right not. on the no, end of half time, not. right on the end of the first half, wasn't it? One of the best goals I've ever seen. We were in the south stand and. Uh, my sister wanted to move seats after that because she, <laughs> I think she felt a bit like it was a bit much. Like people were literally flying. It was quite physically like threatening. But wasn't it like ways. a four o'clock kickoff and it was Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday, wasn't it? And yes, I, I think right. I think it was four o'clock or, or <coughs> it was four. It o'clock. wasn't like it wasn't early like it does tend to be like one o'clock mm. or quarter to one. So like everyone had been out 
well, everyone would have been out on the drink anyway because it's a bank holiday right. Sunday, but because it's Derby Day, people still have this thing of like having to have their first pint at like seven o'clock in the morning. Like you can't like get that out of pe- Mickey Loff. I'm looking at you. Like you, can't like you can't like get that out of people. So like you were saying, Tom, about the Barini game, the 2-1, how you felt it in the stadium going in. You know, a modern football stadium, especially things like haven't been great for Sunderland over the last, well, forever, but especially over the last <laughs> sort of like seven or eight years. But walking through the turnstiles, like, you know, when a film, you watch like a football based film and it tries to like portray that every single game has this like amazing atmosphere. It's like for home teams and stuff. And I know this is different circumstances with being a derby, but you felt it walking to the ground. You felt it going through the turnstile, like us in the northeast corner at that time, pretty inoffensive part of the ground, really. But it was like pump and then you you felt it. And when, when that goal went in, which is like easily the best goal, like my favourite goal ever in terms of like the importance and the technique but it was just a pure explosion the sun was shining everything was going to be all right wasn't it that's the worst newcastle team i've ever seen rock up against us they it's disappointing it was only one nil they just they just didn't want i don't i don't think they were the players weren't asked they didn't want to play for this mug they've got in charge you just say keep saying geordie things to them (laughs) <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, he was. Tom, I, th- I think you're miss- you're really, really not taking on board the fact that he's a Geordie, though. So, oh, if right, anything, so they've been taking on even already. more. Yeah, yeah. Because like the Geordie Nation, a knight of the realm was in charge. Uh, maybe it's because I don't live. Do you know what there. I mean? I don't know. I just don't you've get just it. Got, I just, didn't understand. You didn't understand. <laughs> you didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like if when we played the under. 21s or whatever if we, if we somehow contrived to even concede a goal I yeah. think that would have been like mortifying seeing John Carver celebrate a Newcastle win at our ground <laughs> that oh would have been God. Uh, thank God that didn't happen and that was also mm. the game that Thierry Henry said he uh, didn't want Newcastle to score <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah yeah what a what a guy because he got clapped off against us years ago. He's like, I think the day would have been ruined if Newcastle would have scored. <laughs> Just like, but even he was loving the atmosphere, yeah, of it, was it? And it was. It was a Sunday, four o'clock, on the <laughs> the most beautiful weather I've ever seen on Sun- in Wearside, and everyone's hammered because they got the day off next day. Oh god! It was just. Fantastic again, and on race like crack the champagne open. Oh. get the Cronenberg out, lads. We're gonna celebrate. <laughs> well, the emotion of it all got to Jermaine Defoe as well, of course. Oh, so it did, yeah. Oh, do you like broke down in tears when he scored? Did you uh, amazing? I don't know if anyone else noticed, but they tried to take the kickoff straight away after that. When Van yeah. Annot had to stand on the other side of the pitch to stop them doing it. And I'm just like, that's just you. You've got nothing else. You've got nothing else. We just scored this amazing goal and you want to score some snide FIFA goal. Snide <laughs> like... <Snide> FIFA goal. <laughs> Idiot. Let's read out the Geordie playbook, that. <laughs> <laughs> loan it down. Dun- I load that one doing Dunstan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Adam Armstrong back for it, like. I'll bring him on a sub. Launch the fucker. And then they will tip them off after. Do you know? Oh. Got Robson Green as at left back. The fact, <laughs> also, the we'll fact in this run they kept playing Sammy Amiobi just says it all, really. Oh, He's, yeah. The lineage. He was dog shit. Trying to carry on. Dog the shit lineage. footballer. <laughs> I like. I like how. Oh. If anybody listening to this, you're doing all these accents, these Geordie accents. You, we get a lot of listeners who aren't from the region and even from America, some of them and stuff. And, 
people from outside the region, region generally can't um, <laughs> distinguish the Geordie accent and the Mac accent. Well, you make it a clear effort to put a Geordie accent across. I wonder if anybody picks up on that, whether it sounds different. Well, I just sound like it all the time. Or whether, right? or whether I you can't just, do one. Or you just, you're saying the same thing and they're saying, well, that didn't sound any different to the last time you said that. Like the John Carver impressions and stuff like that. <laughs> well, you know... Why was he their manager? Banter. Banter. Because he's a proper Geordie, man. Because <laughs> proper Geordie. Pardew, like, fucked them off to go to Palace, didn't he? Oh, that was right. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. And Mike Ashley said he was going to be a safe pair of hands. That was, <laughs> that was literally but what he said. he was the best coach. Well, I guess they so, stayed yeah. up, so... Yeah. That's true. Better than Rafa, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> just another yeah. thing, Rafa, though, isn't it? How, anyway. How Sunderland just... We never seem to be able to get it right. Like they had John Carver, they stayed up. They had Joe Kinnear. He got relegated, didn't he? Oh yeah. Um, but but John, John Carver, they stayed up with them. And then we get like someone <laughs> like David Moyes, who used to be my new manager, and that. And then we're just so bad, it's unbelievable. We're probably <laughs> a better squad than they had then. Um, there's something about the uh, end of October that leads me to believe people generally win the. Formula One World Championship around that time. (laughs) 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 Because the next game against Newcastle, a 3-0 win, was October the 25th, and Lewis Hamilton won the US Grand Prix to win his second consecutive Formula One World Championship. Topically, of course, Lewis is uh, currently self-isolating because he's been hanging out with Idris Elba, but depending on when this goes out, he may be out of isolation. (laughs) Or dead. Well... I was going to say, hopefully yeah, not out dead. of isolation in what way? <laughs> well, r- rocking all over Formula One or something, I don't know. I um, well, Maybe you'll be back in time for the races to start again. Maybe. Well, talking about celebrities, the massive celebrity who was number one, so whether you think this is a banger or not, you will instantly know what it is, and that's what do you mean by Justin Bieber? Mm-hmm. Number one, not for, not for me. Had worse so far in these number ones. I would say. What like? I think that's probably need the best you one hundred <laughs> percent. We, we have to go out. On that. We it. have to go out on that. <laughs> Richard, do your work. Find it. <laughs> do your work. Pay the copyright. So that was again uh, a manager had lost his job, or in Dick Advocate's case, he walked away. Um, Sam Allardyce comes in he loses his first game and his second game is against Newcastle I mean almost just that should have let us know that we were going to win the game in itself Um, we'd had five in a row and there were lots of songs about five in a row six in a row you possibly thought uh, can't actually happen we were second bottom Um, this was I think it was our ninth game tenth game of the season and we had three points from three draws and we were a really really Awful place at the time as well. Who was Newcastle manager at this point? McLaren. Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren, of course. Oh, he was. Another great man. Leg- what a haircut. <laughs> what a haircut. <laughs> oh, the was, Hair was, Island. Was, was there a sending <laughs> yes. off in this game early? Colacini. Yes, yes Colacini. Well, just on half time, wasn't it? They absolutely bossed it. <laughs> yeah, they did. Then... They, did. they should, really should have <laughs> been. Well, does anyone, does anyone want to have a guess at how many shots on target? I was looking at the match report for this one just before we start recording. How many shots on target, target according to BBC, do you think we had? Us. Three. Yeah, three. Three shots <laughs> yeah, on target. Yeah, really. But Rory, Rory, how many... That's efficiency, that. How many corners did Newcastle have? Well, exactly. Oh, that's because, of course, Tom, They would not the shut up thing. about that. Bloody hell. We had loads of corners. 
You got to put the corners in. God, was that was was corners <laughs> like the, the the original version of XG or something? And then we What's s- really funny is we scored, we scored off a, a corner. corner. <laughs> Billy Jones's goal <laughs> comes off a corner. And yes, Billy Jones. Yes. Stealing it on the Here line. Here he is. Here he is. What a beautiful <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> he's basically stole what would have been an incredible goal by Mvia and it was all worth it. <laughs> because oh, Billy Jones mm. The lineage of right back scoring against Newcastle, he was the finest. He was the most funny. He was the funniest person to score against them. Him and him and David Vaughan. Yeah, the, Billy Jones scored against. And you know they always used to have that song. It's like four one. Even Luke scored. It was like even Billy Jones scored against you, man. Oh, hey. Like Luke, Luke here was like he was good. <laughs> Yeah. I think remember that Toivonen started in the game as well and was what? terrible. He was awful. Got injured and then Defoe came on and totally changed the game. Defoe was incredible. That's right, because Toivonen was the first Derby Day bottler we'd had in a while. Yeah. I yeah. don't think he was really injured. I think he had to pull him because he was just he was terrible. Handle it. Yeah. yeah he, he couldn't have it. It's a good point. And that was the first time we'd had it for for a long, long time. It's, mad, it's yeah. mad the intensity of the whole thing gets to <coughs> gets to players like that, doesn't it? Um, my favourite moment from this game was Kabul's cross for Fletcher. Oh, oh yes. my word! Oh, yes. Yes. fantastic! Over on the left wing, top of that was and, uh, that was sex in a bottle. Oh. Like, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. And then you just thought, this is just when that went in, the feeling was just like this is just too good to be true. It's six in a row. It's another three nil. And it's also, oh, yeah. we did not deserve it at all. We were <laughs> no. so bad during that game. We shithoused them. And I was, like, totally shithoused And them. that was the best part about it. It's like they'd lost their, com- like, they'd lost their complete minds about it. They, they were, it was like, oh, it's like, oh, well, it shouldn't have been a sending off, shouldn't have been a penalty. I was like, yeah, you're right, it shouldn't have been. Oh, we had more possession, we had more corners. It's like, who gives a shit? You still got beat. <laughs> It's yeah. like, oh, I, love, I just love whipping from, the piss out of them. From the whole <laughs> six games, lads, we've 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 uh, rabbited on for an hour and twenty minutes now. Wow, um, that's amazing! Pure was, content. The idea that's before because was we like, are all the, desperately. The alone. reason I dropped the advert in so, <laughs> so early was because I thought, oh, I'll, I'll spit this into two parts the way it's gone now. But like, I couldn't be bothered to do that. So people are going to have to just listen to the whole thing. Um, it's not like you don't Look, have man, time people are going to be dying for content in a week or yeah. something not dying that's a bad choice of words <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean though people are going to be desperate for just like some familiarity and stuff well, I really enjoy listening to the ones that have gone out so far because yeah. it's like oh great like you know it, it, it gives you the footy doesn't it like in a yeah. way you, you're not getting footy so hearing people talk about stuff like this is like it's really good in these yeah. weird, uh, well, may, maybe this one's not, but yeah. in these weird <laughs> times, it's we are, nice yeah. to think back over these, over these wonderful moments we've shared over the past <laughs> seven years or whatever. It's been good, and especially yeah. Uh, it's been a much harder recent history since the derby uh, game stopped. We've just gotten worse and worse. So yeah, yeah, yeah because you know what's going to happen. As soon as we come out of uh, quarantine, <clears> we're going <throat> to lose to Blackpool. Just oh God! Don't, don't mention. We're that. all going to be excited. No, don't don't want to think about it's that. Gonna, don't want to think about the present. It's going to be September. If you, what you want to do is, I'm going to lose to Blackpool with a really fat Charlie White up front. No, what you, he's let himself go. Boot a, boot, boot a version of Football Manager up. My preference is mobile. I'm already in the Premier League. I've already beaten Newcastle and drawn with them. So we're still unbeaten, lads. Still unbeaten. 
Max Power Great. captained them in the first game, so there's still hope for Max to make it to the Prem <laughs> with us. I just wanted to take people away from the present day and put them back in this moment, but never mind. <laughs> we've uh, we've gone and done that anyway. Does anybody have a standout moment? We'll, we'll wrap things up from the from the six games. The uh, one bit, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Maybe I should have uh, asked somebody to do this beforehand. I mean, this... off the discussion we've just had there, is it is a one game maybe in particular? What was your favourite game? Maybe we'll 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 go down we'll go down that route rather than a moment. I think uh, in a uh, in a very like <clears throat> soppy like personal way, it's that uh, the the one nil at Christmas time. Uh, like I said, I'd not been to St James's <clears throat> since the five one. It was my brother's birthday, and it was just like everything came together so beautifully. And uh, for like a, a gag present, I bought him a, a Corinthian player of uh, you know the little little uh, footballers with the big heads. I bought yeah. him one of Danny yeah. Graham, and he hoid it <laughs> off the top the top stand when the goal went in. So <laughs> it was a quite a nice moment. <laughs> Great. Wow! Yeah, I mean, it is hard to look beyond that goal and ruining their Christmas. Like e- either that or Defoe's goal, for me, I would say is the standout moment. But as, as I mentioned during when we covered that game, the three nil under Gus Poyet, yeah. just totally going and outclassing them, taking the piss from before kick off. Like that was just we were just coming in with a swagger, and we left having beaten them three nil. Like that was just you don't get many of them. When you like, maybe if you're Man United and you know your local rivals have been Man City, who were a club who were you know in the third tier themselves. Obviously, it's changed now, but we don't get many derby games where we do totally just take the piss and absolutely batter them, and the scoreline reflects it as well. So to, to get that was was really special, and it was realizing that at the time as well. Like, oh, <coughs> this is not just really funny mm-hmm. and like 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 go mental for it and everything. But it's this is something to save. <coughs> Hopefully, we do get one of them again in the year uh, twenty thirty or whenever <laughs> football comes back, and whenever we make it back into the same division as them. I think um, for, for, for me uh, personally, I was going to say, go on, go, go, go on, on, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. I was just going to say for me, per- it's although it's hard to look past Jermaine Defoe's goal because that goal was quite symbolic of a player who I've got so much affection for when it comes to Sunderland players, and I didn't think that would happen when he signed for us. Um, somebody you know, I, I, I will always love. As you think back to these players and these legends over the years, and Defoe is firmly in that category for me. And that Derby goal at Easter time, uh, for some of the reasons Tom was mentioning earlier, is quite special. But in isolation, that first three nil, because it was so unexpected, and the horse punching and Decanio knee slide and <laughs> and just how. In that moment, it was just, whoa, has that just happened? Has that really, really just happened? Is this happening now? So as a moment, living as a Sunderland fan, I, I'm not sure that can even be beaten, apart from maybe like cup semi-final wins and stuff like that. So that first 3-0 for me, I think. I think for me, I will just say, like, I don't know, with being present at all of them, it's hard to, like, extract significant individual memories from it. So I think... It's a bit corny, but like given given the situation we're in, I think sharing moments with my dad and stuff and uh, family, other family members and friends <coughs> at those games, they're the kind of unforgettable memories. Like daft stuff like my dad saying that about out the door, not wanting to see him play, mm. but like just celebrating with him and my mate Steve, who I went to a lot of those games with, and then my sisters in the home games and brother in law and stuff. 
Like that's what football, that's what we miss about football. It's, you know, we get beat off Bristol Rovers, but it's because we're all either in pubs together or we're talking to each other on WhatsApp and that. You miss the community, don't you? So those, I think these games to me really are all about the fact that no game more than a derby brings Sunderland supporters together. And uh, that's, that's the feeling I get from the six cumulatively. You know, everyone supports the club in various different ways as well. You've got like people who like a diehard who like go like up and down the country to away games. You've got people who just go to home games. You've got people who maybe just go straight to the game and don't go for a pint. Do you know what I mean? But everyone in these derby games, <laughs> like they're they're in a hooligan almost, like coming out <laughs> a little bit because everyone gets oh, so. Definitely. And I mean that in a really positive way. Like everyone gets so passionate and so up for it and. A little bit aggressive, but that's kind of oh, what it's definitely. about, isn't it? Yeah. There's, a, there's a battle ele- element to it, and I guess Decanio, like we mentioned, like bought into that really well. And I'm not saying that means you should be going out and punching horses after and like taking it too far, but it's just great how that all does come out, and it, it's what makes you know everyone likes to say, oh, like the derby that my team supports is better than yours, but there are a few, and I'd say in world football that rank in terms of how much not just it means to both clubs but to both cities the fact that there's you know Craig you were saying you're from South Shields which is very mixed area Mickey me and you are both from from County Durham like I'm from a part of it that's majority Sunderland but you know you've still got Newcastle fans in there and it just all contributes to this amazing atmosphere and I don't think you know, you've obviously got like Celtic and Rangers and like Real Madrid Barcelona which have a lot more political political reasons in there but Aside from ones, maybe those two, and you know, maybe some in South America, there's not many that can that have the atmosphere that Sunderland and Newcastle do. And you know, maybe you've got to give them a little bit of credit for that, but you know, mainly because of us, and no, because not of them. when we beat them, and because, they no because at, the, <laughs> at the end of it all, why we love it because we just everyone just wants to beat these bastards. So. <laughs> What a great note to go out on. Well, I was, was going to go out on Rory's lovely words, but Tom's words were equally as lovely. Just in the lovely different words. reason. <laughs> yes, for a different reason. So, um, a big old slog for you to get through and listen to this one. And hopefully you, now you'll get to hear that fantastic song from two thousand thirteen. Yeah, come yeah, on, I'm going to yeah, listen back just to skip to the end of the podcast to make sure he does it. That's all I'm going to. I'm going to do. It's not going to be no quality control or anything like that. So, um, <laughs> been a nice little discussion, uh, it's, and it's went on quite a long time. So, hopefully, this just um, gets you through a couple of hours of your day. So, from all of us, thanks for listening.
just as the touch is made as Amiobi goes around the side. And I believe the lines of May have got that one wrong.